let's do this. I, okay. It's been like a couple weeks since we recorded, and I feel like we've never recorded before. It's been a couple of weeks since we recorded, and I have. I forgot lost, how to podcast. I forgot how to podcast as well, <laughs> but but it feels good to like be back and talking. I know that we took a lot of pause because of what was happening Absolutely. in the world the paradigm shift of what's happening, the mm-hmm. virus is happening. There's a lot of good stuff happening, a lot of crazy stuff happening. So I think we were just trying to be really aware of that. But we also came to the conclusion that we need to make money so that we can help support some of these things that are happening in the world. Yeah. And we make money by having podcasts. Absolutely. <laughs> and guests and talking. So I'm glad that we're back. Just to share a little bit too about what we're doing behind the scenes. And we think it's so important for all of our students and our businesses to, you know, be on what's happening on social media, just to make sure that you are really checking your business and what you're doing with the money that you're making and how you're giving back to communities. And so just for the hairdresser is actually partnered with uh, the center for black equity. And so we are giving 1% of our annual sales as well as uh, 20% during black history month and 20% during, um, uh, Pride Month. And so I'm super excited about that, especially yes. just being able to give back to these communities that are so important to us in our business. Yeah. So very excited. So I'm excited. And I think I think everyone's kind of rearranging their businesses and thinking about that. And it's interesting, I thought, during the pandemic and during all these moments that the hair industry was really going to struggle. And I actually think we're coming back with like... We're coming back stronger and better than ever. So I'm really, I'm really excited. And I think that our guest today is someone really great I to know. talk to about Especially about creating community and creating an experience that benefits the hair industry in, in, in a whole nother light. So welcome Sonia from Elevated Stylist. I've been so excited to have you on this episode for a while. Thank you so much for um, inviting me on the podcast. I feel super honored and so excited to chat with you guys. Now, Sonia, I I don't know much about elevated stylists. Sid knows more about it than I do, and so I think I'm the kind of I'm the perfect person to explain it to, um, yeah. so our listeners can find out what it's all about as well. So, how did you start elevated stylists? How did you come up with it? Where does it stem from? Um. Elevated Stylist is, is multi-layered, but the main um, core of it is is mindfulness. And um, mindfulness is something that I believe is not going to only impact our jobs, but also our lives. Because I feel like as hair, hairstylists, we put so much of our energy and ourselves into the craft that we do. And sometimes we can be mindless about it and and this can drain our, our being. So... Um, how I came up with this was kind of through my own journey and of, of working. I lost a lot of energy and motivation through being a salon owner, through being behind my chair. Um, I was working crazy hours and I felt like I had like no purpose. It was like, go to work, go home, go to work, go home. Everyone was The robotic circle. Yeah. And everybody else was feeling great, but me. And uh, <laughs> I was like, how did this happen? Like, how do, like, 
I'm putting every piece of myself into everything that I do, but I realized that everything was so compartmentalized and that everything, um, I was just kind of going through the motions and I always prided myself of, of being kind of mindful, but I just, I don't think I understood what that meant. And so I took a course on mindfulness and that just opened up my eyes. And it's, like I said, it's multi-layered, but that really helped me bring mindfulness into my work. So one example is like literally taking a break before you move to your next client and like transitioning yourself from one client to to another, because like every single appointment is going to be different. So I felt that introducing these little breaks into my day by the end of the day, I felt so much more alive and more creative. And it's that reset button. Yeah, exactly. It's like literally like you're pressing a button. You're just taking a breath. Like that's all it takes is like just breathe. <laughs> it took a pandemic for a lot of people to start implementing that into their schedules. You know, we've been telling our students for years, like schedule lunch break, schedule 10 minutes before everything. We even schedule time in between our, our coaching calls. So it it's a game changer. Sometimes that one action can make or break you. And you and you have to and you have to take those things into your own hands. Otherwise, it will never have the impact that you want. Because if you're going to leave those types of things to somebody else to organize for you, then you're just going to be in the hands of somebody else. So we wanted to really bring this concept and this way of being to the hair industry on a wider range because um, it's not just the little breaks that you take, but it's also the intention that you have with your guest. It's also the intention that you have with your coworkers. It's the intention that you have um, in your environment, how you speak to each other, how you interact. And so we have a person who is a part of our team who is a mindfulness facilitator. Um, and she's amazing. And she just took us on through a beautiful journey of meditations. Um, she introduced mindfulness. I feel like it's a little bit of a scary um, topic and I'm just going to mm-hmm. say it because a lot of people, they're like, what's mindfulness? Like, how can I be mindful? It seems so spiritual and it's actually not. It's about just being. It's about being in the moment, being with what you're doing. So we really wanted to bring that into we the We say industry. it's waking up. <laughs> yeah, literally like take a breath and wake up and be here now. And don't worry about like tomorrow. Don't worry about at the end of the day, what cluster is going to be on your, under your schedule. Just worry about right now and wake up. Like it's, did like you, that. did you have a moment? It sounds like you, you, you had like an overarching theme of like, I was exhausted and I was feeling purposeless. Was there like a moment where you were like, I'm done with this shit. Like I have to, like something <laughs> has to change. Honestly, I feel like I've had so many of those moments, but I'll be like vulnerable. I, ju- I literally broke down. I broke down crying like on the floor. I was like drained. I do deal with like adrenal fatigue and I don't know if anybody knows what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Adrenal fatigue is something that is like, I call it the entrepreneurial disease. Like it just drains <laughs> the crap out of you, especially I think more women because of our, our hormones. Um, yeah. So I felt really like down and made me feel depressed and anxious. And I was like, why the hell am I doing any of this stuff if I'm going to feel depressed and anxious at the end of the day? So I had my, I had my week of like really like down. I almost like wanted to quit everything. 
I was like, yeah. this is it. I'm just going to quit. But then my fiance is like, this, that's not why you're here. Like you're here for a bigger purpose. Like you need to, like you of all people, get it to together. figure this out. <laughs> you of all people need to figure this out. And I was like, you're right. I'm going to do this. And so I just like, I just went and just did what everybody else would do. Research, read books. Like um, meditation was kind of in my practice, but it was like the once a week type thing. But yeah. after mindfulness, it was an everyday thing. It was almost like I had to put myself through mental rehab. Like I did mindfulness meditation two, three times a day just to like give me that like sense of presence and like feeling alive and being here for a purpose. And that just kind of escalated and elevated itself to who I am today. Um, and it's, I think one thing I could say is just for people to just start somewhere. Like start somewhere by taking um, your energy back into your own hands and and taking your own everything back into your own hands and you become you become the master of your life and the master of your mind through practices. Um, so that was kind of the breaking moment when I was like, something's got to change. And that A great was like way to the start spark. is through elevated <laughs> elevated stylus retreat. <laughs> Absolutely, and and that's what kind of sparked it as well because. It wasn't immediate at that point, but throughout the course of my, my, I'll call it transformation, um, I was like, I need to introduce this to my fellow hairstylists. Like, I'm sure if I'm feeling this, you guys are feeling this, especially because I connect a lot with salon owners, um, being a female salon owner and like doing everything that you have to do all the time. It's all on your shoulders. And I was like, this needs to be brought into the hair industry because a lot of the events that are out there can be very um, alcohol driven. They're very party. They're very ego, ego. And I was like, I just want to have a community of people where we can come together and grow our consciousness and like give back to our guests and create a bigger ripple effect of consciousness. If we work on ourselves, then we can be better for other people. So you stayed, you kept your salon. Yes, I did. Yes, we kept the salon. It's still there. <laughs> But it was a What's great the name point. of it? It's called Evolve. Evolve. That's a that's a good name for what. what and you're it's doing. in Toronto. Yes, it's in Toronto. I love. We love Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, I I want to point that out because I think a lot of people have experienced what you've experienced. Like you said, I think all hairdressers have had that moment, some more than others, and especially salon owners. And I'm glad that you kept your salon because I think a lot of people think that the solution is to get rid of their salon. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I'm, it's just, I, can you tell us why you decided to keep your salon? Like, did you realize that maybe you'd have a bigger impact or like, what would you say to someone who's like, I want to get rid of my salon. It's too much. I can't handle it. I think you just need to scale back. You just need to stop for a minute and go back to your why. And I think that's just something that's always sticks with me. And, and, even to this day, sometimes I think I just want to move on from the salon, but it's like, (laughs) because we have so many other projects and other things, but it's like, why, why did you do it in the beginning? And if that, why it doesn't resonate with you anymore, then maybe at that point, maybe you need to revisit. Maybe you got into it for the wrong reason. Maybe you got into opening a salon to go into it because they think that that's the next step as a hairdresser. Exactly. I got to open a salon now. (laughs) 
or they think they're just going to make like buttloads of money. And it's like, <laughs> that's the wrong it's reason work. to go. It takes it a takes lot of work to get work. to that point. So I would say just reevaluate your why and see if you can make some changes. Like after that, I made some changes in my schedule. And I was like, that was the number one step. I was like, I can't be behind my chair five days a week and still do all of these other things. So I scaled back and hired. And it's scary. We, we experience a lot of fear and doubt when we are making those little shifts that we feel like, oh, I'm going to upset people or I'm going to lose money. But it's like, it's just your way of thinking. If you think you're going to lose money, you're going to lose money. But if you look at it as an opportunity to spend more time on your business and develop your brand and the reason why you decided to leave a salon and open a salon, then you can refocus your energy. And I think that 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 would be my number one advice is to like revisit your why and refocus your energy. Manifestation yeah. is rare, real, ugh, real. <laughs> yeah. Like it, you know, I, I tell my students all the time, like the more you talk about it, the more you're bringing it on. Like, you know, no, don't even mention it. Don't even say it. Just, I think just people change get very, your consciousness. Yeah. People get very worked up and they want to make money. They don't want to spend money there. Then they want to give up on it. I think it all goes into that adrenal exhaustion of just like, you know, it sounds really relieving, I think, to let everything go. But what I think what most people don't realize is that you're going to let everything go and you're still going to have all of those feelings. Yeah. So I, I think it's, I think it'd be so cool if people worked with you and kept their salons. We need more salon owners that are actually mindful than the salon owners out there who are reactive and not mindful. Yeah. There seems to be a lot more um, of them than there are of mindful salon owners. Success doesn't come in reactive leadership. Yeah, not at all. So when when you talk about the elevated stylist, do you find that more salon owners come to you or more hairdressers come to you? I would say more salon owners come to me. Like during this time, I created a um, a salon group just for like fellow Toronto hairstylists hair salon owners because we're going to be dealing with the same laws and the opening strategies and stuff like that. So I created this group just to be of support um, to them and them also being a support to me, just creating a little mini community. And um, I did it on a whim and I felt that it, it was very helpful for everyone just to know that there was somebody else there because salon owners are kind of flying solo in there mm-hmm. in the ether, you know, nobody really wants to connect with somebody else to ask them how it's going. Cause they think it's direct competition, but I just kind of threw all that stuff out of the door. And I was like, guys, we need to bind together. We need to help each other out. Um, and, and really there's like, enough hair. there's enough yeah. hair in this world and there's enough employees. <laughs> there's enough of everything. Um, and so I find that I do connect a lot with salon owners because we do have something in common, but also being behind my chair, I also do connect with, uh, with stylists cause I have my own stylist that I mentor at the salon. So it's a nice blend. That's yeah. nice. And you said, Sid mentioned that there was a, there was an elevated stylist. Yeah. Event. Tell us about the retreat. Yes. So the retreat is the most... And how ex- pandemic hit you with that. I know we launched our tickets right when the <laughs> pandemic started. <laughs> Which is all good. I mean, it is what it is. We're all experiencing the same thing. Um, and we just kind of went on a halt. Like we just said, I think just like everybody, we just paused and we yeah. said, okay, like, let's see what happens. Like there's so much uncertainty. And we, um, so I'll tell you a little bit about what the treat is normally. And then I'll tell you what we're doing now for 2020. So the retreat is a, uh, four day getaway 
in nature and we bring on um, educators in cutting and coloring. And we also facilitate some workshops. So the workshops are a little bit um, of hair and a little bit of personal development. And then throughout the weekend, we fuse a lot of mindfulness. So there's a lot of breaks to transition. There's yoga and meditation in the morning. There's sound healing. Um, there's all this like beautiful, nutritious food that is done with intention to um, re- rejuvenate your body and recharge your mind. Um, and we do have like a, a a fire, what is it called? A fireside panel where we gather together around the fire and we just kind of like talk hair and it's an opportunity for the attendees to connect with the educators without the barriers of you're an educator I'm a student like it's just like we are one and let's just connect and no ego no agenda exactly it's very kind of go with the flow we ask people to to be a part of it so that they can ask questions maybe some are serious and some are lighthearted, and it's just about connecting the community together And then at the end, we do like a little um, intention ceremony where the attendees get to set their intentions off with a lantern. It's the most Mm. beautiful experience. And most of them usually haven't experienced it, but um, that, that exchange of energy amongst each other and leaving with an intention is what really ignites your manifestation. And, and I think I've seen every single person's transformation from the retreat. I imagine there's a lot of tears at that point because just imagining it, it's like, it makes me emotional. Like that sounds so so powerful. I was so um, touched by, by everybody that came because they brought themselves there and they had no idea what they were coming for because it was our first year. I mean, I don't know if you guys have done yoga retreats, but it's super like raw. Like you get in there and you you bring yourself there and well, so I'm I a wanted- hip stretch and you're just crying like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we wanted to fuse those elements together. We wanted to fuse the elements of um, a yoga retreat tied into hair learning and business as well, because we are business owners. Even if you're working in a salon, you still have to worry about yourself behind the chair. So we Absolutely. fuse all of those elements together over a weekend and it's an all ex- all inclusive experience all you have to do is basically show up that's it and we take care of the rest yes it's just outside of toronto it was um this year we did it in sorry last year we did it in muskoka um if anybody's heard of muskoka it's like the hamptons of uh <laughs> of ontario <laughs> nice <laughs> It's beautiful there. Like Ontario is got some of the most beautiful nature next to the rest of Canada. Um, right. But this year was going to be at a different kids camp, uh, same kind of setting, but a uh, different location. That's amazing. And what are you doing for 2020? You said that the plans changed. Yes. Yeah, so um, much like everybody else, our group gatherings have been, um, the amount of people that we have have been reduced. So we just felt like it wasn't a good idea and it wasn't safe with all the travel bans and stuff to bring a big group of people in a, in a very close environment. We wanted to respect and be mindful of everyone's safety. Um, so we've decided to take it virtual this year and it's not something that we've ever done. I'm sure nobody's probably done a virtual conference um, up until this year. <laughs> yeah, uh, Some people probably have the tech industry, but like in the hair industry, like, I mean, everything, I think everyone has made a, a Everyone's made pivot. that shift. We took our, horse, our, our whole tour, you know, online. So it's, 
it's actually been great. It's a lot you know, easier. The response is so great. <laughs> it's it's so true. It's so true. You know, it, the decision was made with a heavy heart because I'm, I'm a in-person type of person. Like I like to hug and, and I want to feel people's presence. And so it, it, I did, it did take us some time to make that decision, but I'm really happy that we did because now uh, our platform and the things that we're going to be sharing is going to be available to more than just those hundred people that are invited to the retreat. Yeah. And the reason why we started Elevated Styles is not to exclude people. It was to include people. And we wanted to have as many, it would reach as many hands as possible. Um, but our type of event can't host more than a hundred people. It takes away the essence of it. So yeah. I think that this is an opportunity for us to grow and to um, impact other people's lives than those hundred that would come to the retreat. So I'm really excited to be able to um, host it on online and see how it goes. When is it? It's going to be on September 20th and 21st. So it's going to be a two-day event. And one of my main concerns was people being able to interact with people as well as not feel like they're in front of a screen for 17 hours. Yeah. So uh, we've really, um, we've crafted the schedule so that there's lots of time for breaks and meditations and transitions and as well as um, interaction. So it's going to be on a really cool platform called Hop In and it's designed to host virtual conferences. So everyone's Very really cool. going to be able to kind of meet each other. And um, if they see somebody that they know, for example, Sid, if I see you on the platform, I can just message you and I can just be like, Hey, like, let's do a quick little video chat. And you that can just catch so up fun. on that side. Yeah, it's really cool. And there's also a really cool feature where there's a networking um, tab where people can, it's almost like speed dating. So you just like click <laughs> on it and it gives you like three minutes to connect with somebody at random. And, um, and we're going to just have a little bit of like a prompt questionnaire where it's like, for example, David, if you came in, I could just be like, Hey, like, what's your story? Where are you from? Like, let's get to know each other. And it gives you that three minutes. And then that person disappears and it brings you another person. That's so cool. I love that. We need to look into that. I know. Yeah, it's, it's so, so cool. It's so cool. It's, um, it's a really good opportunity to connect people beyond just like being on the screen and watching, uh, watching people do hair. So um, I love that. It creates a really good community. So we're really excited to do that this year. How did you get started doing hair? What's your, what's that beginning story? I started doing hair, to be honest, it was kind of random because <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, I started with a friend of mine who said that she's like, Hey, we should go to hair school. Hairstyling is really cool. And I was young. And uh, I was like, okay, cool. I got nothing else to do. Let's do this. And when I went into school, I didn't really like it at first because I mean, nobody likes hair school. It's very boring. (laughs) Um, Especially the one that we had here. But then in the first month I went and got a job and I was like, let me test this out. If I like being in a salon, then I'm good to go. And I fell in love. I was like, it was like watching like an opera. Like the way that my boss <laughs> at the time was cutting, I was like, oh my God, I need to learn how to cut. Every day was inspirational. Every day was inspirational. And I was like, oh, you get to talk to people and like everyone leaves beautiful. I was young. So like, this is, was amazing for me. And so I continued on with hair school. I graduated and I worked in that place for five years and, and continued to go on my journey. But 
that was how I started it was just kind of by random. And I fell in love with haircutting immediately. Not so much color because it's not my forte, but mm-hmm. haircutting, it resembles kind of like sculpting for me. And um, I fell in love immediately. And I was like, I couldn't imagine like not cutting hair now. That's so cool. And what, where did the miss, I'm trying to connect where like you had such an extreme love for it and then it became kind of this like mindless thing you said, which that was so interesting. So what was the, how did you get there from, I can't imagine not ever cutting hair to like, I'm exhausted. I'm drowning in my own <laughs> success. Yeah. Well, it kind of is like years ago I had written this, um, this letter to myself and it was like, I want to be the busiest stylist ever booked forever. It was like on one of these like star moon things that was like (laughs) extra manifestation. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I wrote this letter and I put it in my wallet and I was like, I want to be the busiest stylist ever. And I want to be booked forever. And literally I became that stylist. And when I, when I had written that, I didn't know what uh, that meant. I would say be careful what you wish for or manifest too, because you know, sometimes the things that happen ha- have to happen to get you there are not what you imagined. Absolutely. And so when I got there, I was, I remember one month I did 300 haircuts and oh my God. I was like, this is not okay. My arms <laughs> were hurting. My legs were hurting. My soul was hurting. And it was like, it was just too much of like a production and that's where it came to the mindlessness was it became like production because um i think my ego got in the way as well i'm gonna throw it out there the ego was straight in my face and said oh you're such a good stylist everybody wants you blah 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 and i realized that that wasn't really what i wanted i didn't want to be booked every day that's what got me in my mindlessness was because i was just kind of going through the motions i was doing 15 haircuts a day like you can't possibly be mindful, like doing 15 right. haircuts a day. Like mm-hmm. it takes extreme practice to do that. So, right. you know, scaling it back and stepping back and taking a breath and taking a break and having lunch is what got me back into the groove <laughs> of, of loving what I do and, and changing the way that I work one-on-one with my, with my guest. It's what we really had, amplified my career. We had a post on our Instagram that, Kind of was like, you know, everyone talks about self-care, but none of us eat lunch. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> we eat like, while we're mixing color. We have like, in the color care, self, Self-care, self-care. And it's like, I haven't eaten all day. And it's like, mm-hmm. it just kind of, <laughs> self-care is going to become like a, a, a thing that you just say. Yeah. <laughs> so that no one judges you. I really yeah. think too, when we start out as hairdressers, we, we start as artists, right? And we want to go in for the art of it. And we don't know how to run a business because we're artists, right? So then the crushingness of owning a business falls on you. And you're just like, now this thing that I've loved has become a chore. And how do you create that balance? And so that's a lot of, you know, I know what we teach and what other people are teaching, which is why we were attracted to you and your business too. Because I was like, as you know, the mindful educators, we all need to kind of reach out to each other and help each other so that we can start to really put a dent and help people in this industry. Absolutely. And I also talk a lot about um, my business partner and I, we went through our struggles too as business partners and also separately. So we took a, a course together. Uh, it was called Mindfulness for Leaders. 
And it really talks about mindful leadership and how your interactions with your staff and the culture that you create in your salon environment has a direct impact on their performance. And that performance has a direct impact on your bottom line. So these are things I feel like we don't talk about and we're scared as creatives to think about what that does to our bottom line. Mm-hmm. But it's super, super important. And I think that over time, it's going to be even more important that we think about these things, especially with not having as much time to do um, back-to-back appointments anymore. So it's like we have I mean, to redevelop the way that we work. The The product companies hijacked the salon industry real fast. And it became, you got to sell products, you got to hit these benchmarks, you got to do, and then you have to have this ginormous front desk and you have to have 18,000 product shelves and you have to like, it became something They else. turned it into a business industry yeah, and not and, one that felt good. And yeah. I think now the product companies are, I think now they're, we're kind of taking that back and the affiliate links and things like that. But there's, I, there was a shift between like, I love doing hair and I also love product. I love product, but then it became like, okay, but you have to sell this much product to make this much money. To hit these benchmarks, to get and then a raise, to or get, to get a raise, or to get an, a position. <laughs> and I yeah, think, absolutely. I think that kind of took the wind out of a lot of hairdressers' sails. And I think, like you said, streamlining back and kind of, kind of going backwards and going back to like, what is it that we actually do? Right? Like, you cut hair, and you need certain products for that. But do you need twenty five thousand products for that? Mm-hmm. Probably not. So. I just, it's just been a really interesting journey. I know that for us, when we teach students, we teach them to kind of work with product companies that really actually benefit their income, not just working with every product company and stocking $40,000 worth of product and then having to sell $80,000 worth of product to make some sort of $2,000 profit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) When really it's like, I want to just, it's just not sustainable and give them what they need and be done for my day. Right. Absolutely. And I find like in my salon, we only carry one product line because it's incorporated into our culture. It's like we, we've designed it so that the guests don't feel overwhelmed or sold to. It's about you. It's not about me. It's about making your hair amazing. It's about incorporating this into your lifestyle. At the end, it will benefit me because your hair will look amazing. But I think it's, it's the way that I think retail has been sold to hairdressers. And then we have the opportunity to think differently. And I think it's time that we bring those things into, into the way that we work in the salon behind the chair, whether you're an independent stylist or you work in a big salon. I think it's important to think mindfully about how you are with your guests in terms of retail. Think mindfully about how, um, you're going to give value to your to your customer so that you can charge what your worth is. All these things are very interrelated. And these are the types of things that we share on our platform and in our community. Um, and just to raise the industry strand, standard, like we, we don't need to be working for $10 an hour. We mm-hmm. right. do so much more than just hair. And I always want to like bring that to people's attention is that we do so much more than just hair. They leave with the hair as like a gift. You know, here's <laughs> we take on all <laughs> the energy. It's mental, it's physical, it's it's education, it's talent, it's it's exhausting, you know. So you have to take care of yourself. Absolutely. So you're changing people, people's lives daily. If, like 
Sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> no, I was wondering if people wanted to sign up for the retreat, how do they go about that? So there is going, there's a link on our website, which is www.elevatedstylist.com. And you can buy tickets directly on our website. And it will take you straight to the Hopin platform where you can just register immediately. It's super, super simple. Um, not a lot of steps. All you got to do is choose your level of ticket that you want. There's three different levels. Um, and then it will ask you for your registration. And then when the retreat date comes, you just show up again. That's our thing. You just show up and you just get to choose whatever classes that you want. So we have two color classes and two cut classes throughout the weekend. And then we have six workshops, so three on each day. And then we have a speaker on um, each of the days. And then there's going to be a fun party at on the first night which is going to be themed it's going to be a themed Very party cool. and Ooh. we invite everybody to dress up on this theme because it's lighthearted. it's fun it's about connecting um since we can't be together we can be together online so when do um, when do we find out what the theme is you're gonna find out soon <laughs> I can't give away all the secrets. Yeah. <laughs> I can't give away all the secrets. You're gonna have to tune in on our Instagram where we all reveal right. all of the fun I'm stuff. So excited to tune in and just see, you know, all the lovely faces. And we actually have destroyed the hairdresser students teaching for you. So it's Ooh. awesome. It's very how do they cool. find out or how do they follow the Instagram? Um it's at elevated. Elevated underscore stylist. So um, all of our information will be there and a, and a direct link to be able to purchase tickets. And all the educators um, and the classes that they're teaching and then a little bit of a description about the what you're going to learn is going to be there as well as the agenda. So everything that's on our website, we've kind of like condensed and put on our Instagram so it's easy to digest and easy to follow. Um, again, this is our first time. So we've kind of taken our four days and put it into two days so last year was your first time this is technically another first time (laughs) because it's virtual (laughs) so like what's next year another first time you're not gonna be able to have an annual thing yet because it's gonna change every year it's It's gonna change every year apparently that's what we do we just change it every year just keep things interesting you know it's elevated what are you gonna do (laughs) you gotta keep elevating so before we go i we always end with our guests telling us just a wild story from your career. Do you have one that you want to share with us? A wild story. Okay. Hmm. Everybody always, <laughs> there's so many. I mean, I can think of like, my whole career has been wild. So I could just tell you the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to tell you like a hair horror or? Yes. Okay. Whatever you want to share. Okay. So I'll give you a hair horror. <laughs> because it, I'm still like traumatized by it. <laughs> okay. So this was, um, I don't know how many years ago this was, but it was one of my really great clients and she was really in for a change. And so I got all excited and I was like, okay, like, what are you thinking? She's like, okay, well, I'm thinking of like going like asymmetric. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. Like, let's do it. And so I'm the type of person that like, before they change their mind, I grab my scissors and <laughs> cut the hair because I know that if I sit around for too long and talk to That's them, they're so going to like change their mind. They're going to change their mind. So I was like, okay. And so I grabbed my scissors and I start cutting her hair 
And her hair was like probably past a little bit of her breast, but it was dead. You know, as a hairdresser, they're like, you don't even want to keep that. But the clients are like, <laughs> look uh, longer. Yeah. <laughs> the clients are like, no, just cut off an inch. So she, when she said that she was ready for a transformation, I was like, yes, this is my jam. I'm going to do this. And so I grabbed my scissors and I literally cut it to like where her occipital was. And she's like, she goes, she turns around and looks at me. She's like, what did you just do? And I was like, well, what do you mean? You said that like we were going to like do an asymmetric. She's like, no, I meant I wanted it shorter in the front and longer in the back. Like <gasps> I wanted like an asymmetric like what layer. That? I was like, that's was not like, what that means. I was like, that's not what, that's not what asymmetric <clears throat> means. I'm like, asymmetric is like, first of all, one side's shorter than the other. And like, <laughs> we never do it the other way around. I was mortified. That because- is... She thought oh that she was going to get like a short in the front, long in the back. And I gave her a short in the back, long in the front. What did you do? I made her hair look so badass, by the way, that I gave her this. I mean, had, you had to at that point. She had curly. She has curly hair. And I think it's a blessing in disguise because um, her curls came to life. Literally, like she had this wicked, asymmetric, curly, layered bob. And she's an artist. And I was like, this is perfect for you. You're an artist. Like you're not like you need to express a part of you. And anyways, (laughs) the whole time, the whole time she went like her face went white and she like, it was like, I just killed her dog or something. She was not happy with me. My heart sank thinking of that response for you. (laughs) She was not happy with me. And, and the whole time she kept like, you know, she kept mumbling under her voice. Like, I wanted it like shorter in the front and longer in the back. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And so being, she being was the owner, she couldn't even like, <laughs> she couldn't handle it. So being the owner, like my entire staff was like sweating watching me do this. Cause it's their, it's their, it's their number one horror is to like not make a client happy. But me, I was like, that's it. You're going to brush this off. I'm like, get in there, Sonia, give her the best haircut of her life. <laughs> Convince her that she's going to love it. Anyways, two months later, she messages me. She writes me this long letter. She goes, you know what? I'm so sorry that I freaked out at your chair, but (laughs) it turns out that this is the best haircut of my life. My (laughs) husband never wants me to grow my hair ever again. So I suffered for like two months in my head. (laughs) But that was a horror story that kind of like made me laugh and cringe at the same time. I oh had I gosh. had the same thing happen. I had a male client who wanted a fade. What does a fade mean to both of you? Barbering. Barbering. Yeah. Short. Yeah. So I gave him a fade. And this was like with a beta. So psychologically, men don't like to face the mirror. So we would face male, male clients away from the mirror. This is an Aveda thing. Um, so he was not facing the mirror. And when I turned him around after fading it from like, skin to short you know short on the top he was like no no like yours like short on the sides long on the top and I'm like that is not a fade my friend a fade is like <laughs> tight shaved and high tight. and tight yes and high and it's tight the same, it's that same feeling of him and then him just being like there's nothing you can do it's mm-hmm. over <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's over everything your career that client 
<laughs> At that oh moment, I think your career is over. You're like, yeah, I, I just know. destroyed somebody's life. Forget it, and forget about the person. Everyone's watching your hairdresser. <laughs> your hairdresser people are like, what the fuck did they just do? Like, it's it's more than just the client. It's the whole. It's traumatic. It's the energy yeah. to everyone staring at you when she was like, when she turned around to me and looked at me and was like, what did you just do? And I was like, oh my God, we did not have the same language here. I just pictured a big chunk and then her like turn around and just like oh my exposing gosh. it to the whole team. Just You're like, like <laughs> maybe if I drop this section, I can cover it back. But. And the and the funny thing was that like my team, God bless them, because they were like, "Oh my God, this is gonna look so amazing!" And they kept coming around. They backed as you the up. Haircut. They backed me up, and she was not having it. She kept scouring at them. She's like, hmm. <laughs> "You do not know what it feels like to get like whatever seven inches cut off when you thought you were only gonna get two. That's such a good team because you know there's always that Karen on a team that literally uh. is like. <gasps> And like hypes up the guest's emotion, and you're like, "Shut oh up, Garrett! Like, back me up. I don't care if it's too short. I don't care if it's <laughs> too gold. I don't up. care if it's too <laughs> like you support me. I am right in this situation. I, ha- I worked favorite. with this one lady that was like, she'd be like, "Well, it is golden," and I'm just like, "If I could have shot knives through my eyes to her, like, do <laughs> not tell the like guest their hair is golden." It's like as a hairdresser when you walk over to someone else's client and you think you're helping, you're like, "Oh, you went red." Yeah, they're like, they're like, no, they're like, they're like no. <laughs> take it back, nope, take it back. It's ashy blonde. <laughs> oh I actually had to teach my girlfriend not to say to blondes that they're golden. She was, she thought it was like a term, like a good thing. She would be like, "Oh, I love your golden blonde hair," and I'd be like, "No, like, don't say that." <laughs> and then my friend would be like, "Is it golden to you?" And I'm like, "No, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Ignore her." <laughs> So now I teach her. She just says, I like your hair. <laughs> it's very simple. Leave it at People, that. Yeah. Leave it there. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh that my was goodness. good. Well, Max. Sonia, thank you. Oh, yeah. We have to. Well, first of all, Sonia, thank you for Sonia, coming yes. on the podcast. And I'm excited for the Elevate, Elevated Stylist Retreat. I'm all In for September. online retreat. I'm all for not touching people. Not staying being near home. people, staying in my business pajamas. Business on the top, pajamas on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I'm re- I'm here for that retreat. So yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited for that. So and congratulations, again, by the way, that's incredible. Yeah. And again, Thank if people you. want to find you, they go to elevate underscore stylist or elevated, elevated underscore stylist, elevated underscore stylist, and then they can go to your website www.elevatedstylist.com. Yes, and they and literally just hop in. And they hop in. Yeah. You hop in and then you hop out. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. You hop out better than you were before. Exactly. Exactly. So now we bring on Max. And we like to ask Max what he learned about today. Max well, missed us. <laughs> yeah, it's been too long. Um, well, I definitely agree that pretty much everything, it's easier to just leave it at like, I like your hair. Like just leaving it as simple as possible. <laughs> I hope you Max, take that with you, Max. Max is oh, yeah. in the industry and he knows better. Max knows so much about the industry because of this podcast. It's <laughs> yeah. Max, have you ever wanted to quit your job or have adrenal exhaustion from mixing people's sound? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not Have in a you while. incorpororated yeah. any mindful practices? Yeah, I really like resonate with 
like setting aside time between different tasks and I have to like block it into my schedule. And on days that I, if I have too much and I think that I don't need it, like at the end of the day, I just always feel terrible. Mm -hmm. And so like, I have to really stick to that. Like no matter what, like I have to go on my roof for like 15 minutes or something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's a New York thing for everyone listening. That's not New York. You don't go on your roof in the suburbs. It's not safe. (laughs) No. Yeah. We don't have yards there. So we just, we just go on our roof. Gotta do what you gotta do. Thank you for being with us today, Sonia. And we will hopefully see you at the Elevated Stylist Retreat. Yes, I can't (laughs) wait. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I had so much fun laughing and talking about mindfulness. (laughs) Two things I love doing. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure. Bye. Yes, for sure. Thank you. Bye. Bye.